Hi there. You're listening to Everything Scares Me. My name is Dana Haynes, and over the last year, I have coerced my sister into letting you into her stream of consciousness so that you too can see why everything scares me. And welcome to another episode of Diets and Death Wishes. I'm your host, Tanya Nelson, and let's talk about all them hydrogen atoms. (laughs) (laughs) That did not sound nearly as scrumptious. You didn't hand me a cucumber. (laughs) Oh. It's kind of like... Okay, Okay, well, hold on. All right, ready? All three together? That's good. I didn't think you'd eat it. Hmm? I didn't think you'd eat it. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't hand you one. <laughs> you told me you have to try the cucumber, so I thought you were planning on me having oh. one. Oh. Well, I I was hoping that you would have one, but I didn't think. I'm recording this, so this will be Kendra's least favorite mm. episode. <laughs> My favorite part is her least favorite episode Keeps happening, and it gets worse and worse each time that we do something <laughs> that'll be her at least favorite. Sorry, honey. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's a very satisfying crunch. Is it? No. It really is. Mm. They just looked good. Mm-hmm. I call the I last know. one. Okay. I miss I've cucumber had, this sodas. This is my fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> the cucumber sodas from World Market. Mm. Oh, yeah. I miss them. I really like those. Well, I bought them on a whim. They were just sitting there looking so good. And I thought, I bet those will be really crunchy and and fun. And then I got in the car and they were better than (laughs) what I thought they were going to be. They are really crunchy and fun. Mm -hmm. Like a cigar. A little crunchier. A weird little green cigar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're so fun. <laughs> I love idea. them. Good. ASMR doesn't bother me. <laughs> Sorry. Not that I like it, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, I like it the some. first time. When I didn't know what ASMR was. I like was, some ASMR. Like I was just listening. I was trying to fall asleep to something on Spotify. And I was like, what the heck is ASMR? And so I <laughs> listened to it. And it was this woman going. Screw you. <laughs> you creep. No. <laughs> well, I don't think I would like that kind yeah, of ASMR. No, no, I, I like the ice crunchy mm-hmm. well, ASMR. I like, I, just, I like the ASMR videos of people just cooking. Oh, yeah. And they're just mm-hmm. making the sounds of them cooking. Hmm. And I, ju- I like that because I'm like, see, I couldn't, nice. I couldn't do that because my little type A crazy can't sit down brain mm-hmm. would be like, what are they cooking? Are they doing it right? Can I have some? Should I make it? Should I make it? Would Steven like that? Would Elliot eat it? And I would not be able to sleep because I'd have to, they're not, they're not using their words to tell you what they're doing. So I would have to watch. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, I don't watch this stuff to fall asleep. If I'm just like sitting there watching YouTube going, okay, I'm going to watch these people cook a brownie. And then, oh, okay. I, you know, yeah, there's one called peaceful cuisine. There's a channel called Peaceful Cuisine on YouTube. And it's just this little dude puttering around his kitchen. And he he makes, like, chai tea. He makes some bubble. No, he makes bubble. Yeah, he makes bubble tea. <laughs> Ooh, fun. Um, and, yeah, just Jake. Like, stuff like that. Like, I not very complicated things. I have mm-hmm. a question. And then I have the same question for Dana. Oh, but okay. I already know the answer to it. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, Jake, I have a question. And then afterwards, I have the same question for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to answer it twice. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Have you ever puttered around your kitchen? Yes. I would say so. Puttered? I don't think I've ever puttered around my kitchen. <laughs> I don't. I, that surprises me. You I, have purpose. Uh, yes, I go in and I know exactly what I want. And it may change from point A to point B. But I, there's no puttering involved. <laughs> there is me going in to cook something, and I know what I'm going to cook. And 
I know how long it's going to take me, more or less. But I could totally see Dana puttering. <laughs> if, if that's what the definition of puttering around a kitchen is, or if, or if what you're saying is what you do is the opposite of that, then most certainly I putter around the kitchen all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost all I ever do is putter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that surprises me so much. Yeah. And yet, now Delicious that I'm thinking about it. always come as a result of my puttering. But it's always puttering. <laughs> the only time I've ever done anything with purpose is whenever I'm like walking around an airport or something and I don't want anybody to <laughs> stop me or mug me or something. And so I walk with purpose. <laughs> Not that they're going to mug me in an airport. But anyway. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me because I feel like if you, Dana, if you go into the kitchen and you want a certain something, I feel like you go, Tanya Brownies sound good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jake, don't Make you this. think that some chicken Alfredo would be really awesome? I've never. She said never that says that. <laughs> well, no, I know that because she doesn't like pasta because she's insane. But <laughs> I'm just saying that's what she would say. It is what yeah. she would say. She said it with fried chicken. Fried chicken, yeah. Didn't you say that with? Fried but chicken? I'm like Juju. I will buy the stuff for us to make it. For him to make it. <laughs> <laughs> for for you to watch. Yeah, for me to watch. I will be there. She helped me out a lot last night with the caramel, mm-hmm. with helping me get the popcorn done mm-hmm. when I needed a third hand. Mm-hmm. Nice. I will be there. Yeah. But I but will not be the main person. <laughs> I'm not the main event. I'm here for <laughs> test tasting, for, you know, monetary backing. <laughs> kind of moral support. <laughs> I will hold the spoon for you. I'll I'll tell Alexa what songs to play. (laughs) That is very important. No, I'm not. uh, Yeah. I mean, we listened to, did we listen to big band or classical when we made fried chicken? Big band. That's what we did. And it was a good time. And I feel like every single song was by the same guy. (laughs) Cucumbers have been ingested. Welcome back to Cucumber Fat. Where we talk about fat cucumbers. And, and the plague that they are uh, on the skinny cucumbers. Especially because these were definitely skinny cucumbers. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to skinny cucumbers. To cucumber and the plague ASMR? That they are. <laughs> <laughs> the plague. <laughs> Jake just really wants to be unhappy. <laughs> I want there to be a plague. I there just want to be pissed about something. Did you see that? Uh, yes. <laughs> just calling it things that start with a P. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the middle of a panoramic. <laughs> Are you really going to go travel? We're in the middle of a perpendicular? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we in the middle of a pedestrian. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't just say stuff like that. Well, she said it. <laughs> Did this she say pedestrian? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Mm. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to cucumbers. Or we're not going to talk about cucumbers. I mean, we might. We could. It might come up. Yeah. How but much saturated fats in a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very water filled. Uh, so saturated. Yeah. <laughs> um, fat. It's mainly water. Yeah. <laughs> it's st- well, really, it's still just water with a casing. What are the nutrition facts <laughs> on this? My favorite. Oh, my gosh. How many saturated fats? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what these are called? Organic mini cukes. <laughs> Organic mini cukes. You know what that makes me think of? Maybe like a VeggieTales. Oh, my God. The cukes. Minnesota cuke. <laughs> Remember no. the Indiana Jones ones that they did where he, his name was Minnesota Cuke? I'm serious. <laughs> I didn't know that. And oh he's a cucumber. <laughs> I guess it's a thing, so, but I just didn't know that. <laughs> I just saw cuke. It's like calling like, a raccoon what? a coon. Yeah. You can call a cucumber a cuke. <laughs> a cuke. Yeah. Except for it's spelled C-U-K-E-S, not C-U-C-E-S. I feel like that would be different. Or I feel like it would be kooks. <laughs> well, I was going to say organic mini cookies. <laughs> <laughs> cookies. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't that be like cucks? Cookies. Cucks? We need to stop. Cookies. You need to shush. Cookies. Stop it. Getting very Cuc-cays. dangerous. 
We have nothing to say about cucumbers. <laughs> cucumbers means <laughs> nothing don't to mean this conversation. <laughs> My dear people, delightful. they uh, are. Let's let's get this straight. Cucumbers mean everything to us, <laughs> but yeah. but not they to mean you. They mean nothing <laughs> to this topic. This topic, this conversation. We're continuing with the fat conversation, and we're not talking PHAT. That fat conversation. No. About that fat conversation, that cool, dope, fat uh-huh. conversation. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about that. We're talking the saturated variety. Yeah. And I did a bunch of lazy research on it, and my, my brain is like swimming, <laughs> swimming in fat facts. <laughs> in fat facts. <laughs> So idea number one, swimming in <laughs> fat facts. <laughs> so what what is it that is the highest in saturated fat, other than saturated fat itself? Of all the things yes. ever? Yes. I, I'm probably butter. Fudge. Probably That was my lips Flip. getting stuck together, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I started to try to say probably butter, but I was still stuck on fudge, and I almost said probably futter. <laughs> yeah. Well, tallow yeah. is probably high up there, and just yeah. your, like, you know, ribeyes, those kinds of things. Anything, yeah. most animal products are really high in saturated I was fats. thinking of the bolognese sauce with ground beef, ground pork, and ground lamb. Yes, all the saturated and fats. And, like, guanciale or something like that. Like, there was something else. Guanciale? Have you ever heard of that? Is that like it's, a... It's pig pig jowl. Oh. It's like I it's oh, I heard the fanciest of bacon. I heard pig gel, and I was like... Yeah. <laughs> pig gel? Well, well, pig gel would have a well, lot of... What did you fat. say? It was guanito no. or... Gu- <laughs> Guanito sounds like little guano. That's what I was thinking. I was like guanciale. Guanciale, guanciale sounds it's like it's cured the, pork jowl. That sounds like the nice cousin of the um oh what's the goat? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, chupacabra. Oh. oh. <laughs> chupacabra goat. and it's sophisticated co- I'm sorry. cousin oh, okay. guanciale. And it's <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated cousin. Well, I I was like, I feel like this is a nicer way of saying guano. I feel like this is Ooh. some delicacy where you eat guano. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, there is that it's delicacy in the Thailands. There's this little bird that makes its home out of saliva, out of its own oh, yeah. saliva on rock face. I think mm-hmm. it's, I want to say in Thailand, but I'm not yeah. sure of this. I have no idea. But they make bird's nest soup yeah. out of it. They're like a delicacy. They're very expensive, and they have to scale these like really rough made rope ladders to get to them. And so, you know, you just you don't know. You don't know what people will eat. Listen, I'm all for making food from scratch and like going through the effort of making it, but I ain't crawling up the side of no cliff (laughs) to get some kind of bat spit, bat spit, bird spit, or bat spit. That's what guano is, but out the other end. Like I don't know. You know how bats spit? Well, <laughs> like, like that, but, but like if it were side. to come out the, uh, you know, yeah. the, but the whatever bat, that is, the br- the br- the br- the br- you know, <laughs> the the br- the, br- the br- Well, okay, I don't know the science behind why this is considered a good thing, but it's like that coffee where they oh, the feed it coffee. to, yeah, they feed it to cats, and then they wait cats. <laughs> Did they feed it to cats? cats? It was llamas that I heard. Yeah, I mean, there's both. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's cats. I think the most expensive coffee in the world is I feel like cats, that's not right. I mean, if that were the case, does it have like a little um, disclaimer that pregnant women shouldn't have it? Because cat pregnant women aren't even supposed to change cat litter. I didn't know that. Because cats carry a bacteria that can be really detrimental to pregnant women. It's called Chamberlain coffee. Chamberlain? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Kopi luwak is made from coffee beans plucked from the feces. <laughs> the feces of <laughs> this nasty rodent. What Show is me this? the the rodent. Show me the rodent. Well, it's rodent. It looks like a rodent. The civet. Oh, he's cute. Who are you? Anyway, that's not a cat. But I was gonna say he looks like half a bear, half a cat. But up here it says that's a cat. That's a cat on the. Hold on. You're a cat. They are from cats, too. Llama. Just so we're clear. Roasted in love. Hold on. 
Poop. Oh, Roasted Coffee. in love, plucked from poopy. <laughs> I was going to repeat careless, it, but I can't. Careless cat blend. Okay. Yes. So, premium Kaya Kopi Luwak coffee is $198 a bag. Okay, wait. I'm just hoping that maybe the cats... The most expensive coffee on earth. I'm hoping the cats what are the just... Fluff? Wait, wait, wait. Maybe the cats are just marketing. Maybe they're like, Wild it'd be cute if a cat held- did this. Oh, maybe it's not a llama. What is that called? It's what was cat that? poop what was it called? coffee safe. Basically, it's the fermentation taking place in their digestive system that makes these coffee beans healthier. What was the name of the animal that was pooping? A kubatabagovapa. A sibet. Okay. I guess it's not a llama. I guess it's all from this because this is the most expensive coffee in the world, and it says wild and healthy Asian palm civets. Huh. Feast on the on only the ripest and highest quality Arabica coffee beans available, and after they do their work, <laughs> our local staff collect and clean the beans before slow roasting them. Clean the beans. <laughs> <laughs> There's pictures. Not of the pooping. Nobody get me that for Christmas, okay? Nobody. There's no, (laughs) there is absolutely no reason (laughs) to spend $198 per bag of poop coffee. (laughs) Absolutely no reason to do that. (laughs) When Kaya Kopi Luwak hits your tongue, you will immediately notice that it is remarkably smooth. It has a light, almost pillowy texture that floats in your mouth for several seconds after. (laughs) (laughs) These people know that they're talking about poop coffee. They know it. Mm. And they're using words like float. And they're doing it. You <laughs> they're, have to they're doing sell stuff. it somehow. Kaya Kopi like, is intensely it's poop, aromatic. Like it's good for you? I don't know. I bet it is. I bet it is. With flavor hints of citrus, jasmine, honey, or chocolate. No. Why are, no. We, do- why are we talking about it? I no. know I brought it up. Why are we talking no. about it? I don't know either. <laughs> no. I yeah. don't even know how we got here. How did we get here? Why? I was trying to like, I was no, trying no, no. to take us into my... Well, delicacies. We were talking about delicacies. Oh, I said guanciale and you thought oh, guanciale and we were talking about delicacies okay. and then she talked about bird saliva soup and then, and then we t- now People will eat anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So also anyway. has nothing to do with saturated <laughs> fat. No. Mm. Although it may be found in the feces of animals. I don't know. Is it? I don't. Why are you looking at me? I'm not a veterinarian. <laughs> You've not sifted. Do we? Do, do, sifted? I feel like I feel like if saturated fat's going to end up in anything, poop? it would be in an owl pellet. Because um, yeah. that's not their poop. Because yeah. it still has leftovers of the animals that they were eating. Yeah. I feel like that's where that would come from. Yeah. So I think we've discussed Tanya enough. She got up and left. <laughs> I took pictures of her to post um, <laughs> while she was listening to you talk about. <laughs> I am perfectly satisfied with my role in this podcast. So it's <laughs> my disgusted face. Yeah. Also, um, I just discovered that I put enough eggnog in that coffee that I forgot about in the microwave mm-hmm. that putting in the microwave cooked the eggnog. <laughs> oh. So I had scrambled egg coffee. <laughs> scrambled eggnog. That upsets me. <laughs> and that I upsets me more than the poop coffee. I remember. Th- it, it does? Accepts you I mean, I'm not drinking the poop coffee. It accepts so. you more? It accepts you more? Okay, listen. I remember this from my Starbucks days. They said you're not supposed to steam the eggnog to extra hot because it will scramble it and you will give them scrambled egg latte. That makes sense. But I, I just didn't make the connection with the microwave. And I should have. So we're back to good old black coffee. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say saturated fat, but Me we're too. not back there yet. So not. we'll get back there eventually. Yeah. We can be. We beat our record. <laughs> the la- Our last record for how long it took us to get to the subject was 17 minutes, and well, we're at 26. Hello, 26. I started this when we were eating cucumbers, and hopefully y'all won't have to listen to much of the cucumbers. Although I think you should hear some of the cucumbers. Yes. Um, but I don't think it'll be t- the 17 minutes of cucumbers before we started talking about no, nothing. No, but my point is that... We beat our record for yeah. how long it okay. took us to get to the subject. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you guys know about saturated fat? It's uh, saturated in meat. I thought you were going to say meat. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> probably. Yeah, and it's in animal 
byproducts. So meat. Because that's what you just told me. Byproducts. Animal byproducts. Or products. Animal, Animal products. <laughs> Animal products. <laughs> Animal. Um, <laughs> Animal. Uh, <laughs> curated. <laughs> meat. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> and eat edibles. Edibles. Edible <laughs> objects from an animal like Beef. butter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know about saturated fat. That's about what I know too. Okay, cool. Um, what do you know about saturated fat? Do you know? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, that's no my brain swimming, <laughs> swimming in stuff, and some of it is like ten years old. So you guys are gonna have to bear with me. That's fine. Okay. So, all right. So we've been talking about trans fat. We've been talking about like saturated fat, and then we're going to talk about like polyunsaturated fat and sat- unsaturated fat. And so, when we talk about saturation, we're talking about hydrogen atoms, molecules, atoms, atoms, atoms. Thank you. On the, no, hydrogen atoms on unsaturated or saturated or trans fat Mm -hmm. molecules. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, saturated means that the molecule is saturated with hydrogen. So every little component or ending where a hydrogen model molecule, a hydrogen atom. (laughs) Don't trust me on any of this. <laughs> Should listen. I call my dad, the chemistry teacher, yeah, and no, make listen. sure that our terminology is correct? Organic and biochem is up here, mm-hmm. but it's it's seven years old. Yeah. So it's it's that. floppy. <laughs> Why did I say that? Is it? I don't know. Mushy. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is Tanya's floppy knowledge isn't exactly it's squishy. Tanya's floppy knowledge is also squishy and mushy and gushy. And there is some knowledge that I have that is firm, <laughs> reliable. <laughs> let's change. Let's, let's change the vernacular here. I a have little stopped bit. <laughs> myself from using other adjectives similar to floppy that would make everything worse. Organic and biochem is not one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway. So there's the hydrogen atom yeah. everywhere that it can be. And it's like soil when you water a plant. When the soil gets so saturated with water, water just sits on the top because it can't take in anymore. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so then you have, and that's also why they're usually rigid at room temperature. Mm-hmm. So like butter and tallow, those kinds of fats, yeah. they're saturated and it makes the molecules lie flat one on top of each other when it, even at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you melt butter or tallow, it you know, the hydrogen atoms kind of come loose and that's what makes it go liquid. And then it gets re... It... Yeah, exactly. together. I was going to say re-uptaked. Re-uptaked? It, it re-uptakes <laughs> the hydrogen. Anyway, whatever. So oils, <clears throat> so mm-hmm. unsaturated fats like avocado oil or peanut oil or whatever, mm-hmm. um... <clears throat> unsaturated fats don't have a- hydrogen atoms on all of their little components. Right. So that's why it's liquid at room temperature. Um, and then you also have like coconut oil that is one representation of a mm-hmm. saturated fat that comes from plants. Yeah. Trans fat is an unsaturated fat that they have chemically altered to be a saturated fat Mm -hmm. but the hydrogen molecules get connected at weird places that change the entire like molecular composition Mm -hmm. of the molecule yeah and so your body doesn't know what to do with it because it's pretty unnatural it's like we've never seen this we've never seen this (laughs) um so one of the things that i was learning today uh why i'm swimming in facts my brain is swimming in facts is that um Okay, so you get trans fat into the body, cholesterol, 
saturated fat, all of that stuff. Your body needs some of those things mm -hmm. to make the cell wall for each and every one of your cells. And membrane. Cell membranes, yes, thank you. Um, so it uses that for everything. And so you need a certain amount of that in your diet. But the trans fat, when it gets taken into the cell and used in the composition of the cell wall, mm -hmm. it makes your cell walls rigid. And so that doesn't <coughs> sound like that big of a deal. Membrane. Membrane. We don't have cell walls. Cell wall is plant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So cell membrane, um, it makes it rigid. So then say you get, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal until the cell that is being, the cell membrane that's being formed is one of your cells in your arteries, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so then they get rigid also. And that's They're supposed to be able to ebb and flow. Right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so that's where you get like ar arterial hardening and all of that stuff. So right. it's just, it's really bad for you. And I did not know this, but I guess in 2000. 15, they, the U S government said that they have to take like all food companies have to take trans fats out of their, um, out of their food. So they gave them three years to do it. How many years ago? <clears throat> Five years, 2015. So, Oh, 2015. Yeah. I missed that. Sorry. So, um, so as of 2018, all of the foods that are sold like mm -hmm. in our grocery stores should be sans trans fat. Sans trans fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's kind of exciting. But anyway, so on desaturated fat, you know, like we were talking about, you do need a little bit of, of those fats because mm -hmm. we use them in our cell membranes. Walls. Well, don't Membrane do walls. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I'm confused enough. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I replayed that whole thing in my head again. And it was funny. It's your boat of thought today. It is. <laughs> it's just kind of blobbing along. It's her bum bumblebee of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like swimming through the murky waters of all the facts that I took in. Um, <clears throat> so apparently there were a lot of studies done um, on the effect of saturated fat in the diet. But the problem with a lot of these studies that, you know, the, there were studies that came out that said saturated fat, ha like, is the main cause of heart disease. And then there were studies that came out that said there's actually no reason to think that saturated fat has anything to do with heart disease or, like, the, the f development of heart disease. Mm -hmm. And so this person I was listening to was talking about, like, why, how can there be this disconnect where like one study shows it's 100% and another one is like, no, it's like 0%. Um, and they said that it was because a lot of these studies that were done, I want to say she was saying pre-2014 were, um, they were like observational studies, associative studies. They're just pooling information from people. Um, and so <clears throat> people in different regions and different places eat very differently mm -hmm. than, you know, than other people in different regions. So you might have one group of people eating a lot of saturated fat, but they also have other like really healthy components of their diets, et cetera, et cetera. So they did finally in 2014, they did a randomized controlled study where they, um, they gave them a diet or they studied diets that were high in saturated fat, but low in processed refined sugars and mm -hmm. just processed food in general and refined sugars. So pretty high in saturated fat. But they, what they found was that <clears throat> the, the saturated fat had very little effect on, on heart disease, the development of heart disease or all of the markers that go along with heart disease. So like high triglycerides, <laughs> high blood pressure, high LDL um, cholesterol and low HDL cholesterol, et cetera. And... So they were like, okay, cool. So we can say that it looks like saturated fat doesn't necessarily give you heart disease. But they decided to make a change and add refined sugar into their diet. And so they gave them a beverage of their own making, I think, is what it sounds like. And it was kind of the sugar equivalent of having like one soda a day. And they did it for some really short amount of time, like three weeks. And all of their cardiovascular disease markers went up. 
So like lower HDL cholesterol, higher LDL cholesterol, <clears throat> high triglycerides, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And gosh, it was a lot. It was, these markers went up by like 60%. So that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so what they're saying is that there is like a metabolic function that, that having a lot of refined sugars in your diet, um, basically what it does. Okay. So <clears throat> some more like facts. She, she didn't really talk much about HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. She was talking about specifically LDL cholesterol. It's low density lipoproteins and low density lipoproteins can apparently have, they can also like, they can be kind of light and fluffy and buoyant, or they can be small, smaller and denser. Mm -hmm. Um, and what she was saying was that the, the, the fluffy buoyant ones, go around your body and there are certain types of cells that can take those LDLs out of your, out of your circulatory system and utilize them efficiently like to make cell membranes mm-hmm. and for what they're supposed to be used for. But yeah. when you have the really dense, small um, LDLs floating around, they float around for longer because the mm-hmm. change in size and structure obscures the... Um, the markers on them for your body. Mm-hmm. And so the cells that are supposed to grab those up so that they can be used don't recognize them for what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, they circulate around. And as they circulate around, they're exposed to oxidation and right. other negative um, metabolic processes that happen. So, and that's so what they're finding is that a lot of disease, like, a, not just disease as far as like, oh, you're going to get heart disease, but like just aging mm-hmm. happens because of excessive oxidation and um, et cetera in the body. Yeah. <laughs> and in, inflammation also, yeah. like it causes a lot of inflammation. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she was saying that um, just adding sugar to your diet and not in huge quantities, refined sugar added to your diet changes your LDL cholesterol levels from having from having LDL that is the way that it's supposed to be and can be used by your body um, into LDL that ends up getting circulated around your body a lot. Hmm. So <clears throat> all of that to say that she did say that if eating large amounts of saturated fat can increase your overall LDL cholesterol, which is the LDL cholesterol that they look at in people who do have heart disease and high blood pressure and stuff and that they want to lower. So it LDL cholesterol can be raised by eating saturated fat, but your body a lot of times can do something with it. It knows what to do with the natural. Right, exactly. But when you get the LDL cholesterol, that's the small, dense, like Mm -hmm. obscured stuff, it, it doesn't get taken into your cells effectively. So it ends up just floating around, getting oxidized and causing problems. Yeah. And so, and that is like my very, very, I mean, she used so many big words <laughs> that I don't remember, but I got, I kind of got the gist of what she was talking about and that's the gist. And I found that so interesting well, because, that sense, so. yeah. So, and so the other really interesting thing that she talked about was that, um, and that I've, that I've heard before is that, Okay, that was okay, cool. Okay. All right. So eat less sugar or eat, you know, whatever you need to eat to change things. But the thing is that, like, we're all genetically different. And so there are just certain foods that maybe we struggle with mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. And certain foods that, like, we, you know, it humans have lived all over the globe successfully. Some people eating nothing but blubber. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're fine. I mean fine being a relative term, I suppose. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, you know, and then there are people that eat primarily vegetables and very little animal product and, and they survive well also. And I've heard it said before that, you know, okay, well that's true, but it's a small subset of the population that has thrived on like high animal product, um, diets. But it still happened, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. th- there's a whole lot of genetic 
components that go into this. And the other thing that really goes into it, and we've talked about this extensively, is your microbiome. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you've got the wrong buggies in your tummies, then they're not going to be able to help you digest the things that you are eating. So yeah. there was another study that was done that was looking at the glycemic index <clears throat> to just to see okay, if we should eat less sugar or less things that spike our blood sugar, then like, what does that look like? And they, this study had 800 people, which compared to the billions of people that live on the planet Earth is a relatively small subset, right? Yeah. But even still, it's, it's a large number. And so they did a study and they tested the effects of different foods on their, on their glycemic on the, the effect that these foods had on their blood sugar levels. And they found that, yeah, some some people ate, like, sugar or bread, like carbs, and their blood sugar spiked, and some people didn't. And most people ate saturated fats, and it didn't affect their blood sugar, and a small number of people ate saturated fat, and it spiked their blood sugar. <laughs> right. And... It just has a lot. It's it's more than just don't eat the stuff that is quote unquote bad for everyone. It's don't eat what's bad for you. Right, <laughs> no, it's right. Not, it's not quite as cookie cutter. Exactly. And like I'm never I'm I've never been an advocate. I know enough to know that I don't know a lot. And so to me, that means that you just you really do have to be careful about just omitting any one food group from your diet Mm -hmm. or only eating one food group Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your diet. You know what I mean? You've got to be really careful about that because, you know, 50, 60 years ago, they were telling people to just like replace margarine and you'll be healthy or replace, not replace margarine, replace regular fats with margarine and you'll be healthy. And that was based on the science that they had there. Mm -hmm. Um, then, and I feel like now we're kind of learning, well, <laughs> that was a big oopsie. I'm sorry that yeah. your whole family has died of cardiovascular disease. That was so bad. You know, like, I mean, how do you come back from that? And I think that the it really comes down to us, like, listening to our bodies. And that sounds so woo-woo, but that's not how I mean. I mean, like, last night I ate my weight in cheese and sugar, mm-hmm. and I felt awful and i'm not saying i'll never do that again because i probably will mm-hmm. because it was also <laughs> delicious but i am i'm don't i don't want to do it every day of my life i don't want to yeah. feel like that for the most part i know it was a lot for my body to process mm-hmm. and i felt so so thirsty and swollen and lethargic like oh my gosh my brain i was just in the in a fog the rest of last night and i just think that for the most part, people overlook the effect that their diet can have on how they feel and how their brain is functioning. Oh my gosh, there was this one part of this thing I was listening to today, you guys. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It was saying that, okay, I hope I'm getting these numbers right, but it was saying that just like, a, a, I want to say a 35% increase in your, of your intake. Oh, I don't know if that's right. I'm just going to quote what I remember well. So increased sugar in your diet over the (coughs) long term has a significant negative impact and causes the deterioration of your hippocampus and your amygdala in your brain. And your hippocampus is involved in memory. Yep. And your amygdala is involved in emotion regulation. And I don't need any more struggles there, y'all. I was about to be like, doesn't that happen just when you become a mother? <laughs> I don't need any more. It's already a struggle. And maybe it's because I do like sugar so much. But um, I, th- I couldn't believe that. Hmm. I think my eyes must have been the size of dinner plates in my car listening to this <laughs> thing. Like, wow, that is crazy that it ha- Okay, so what? It's, you're you're going to get sick. Not so what. I mean, it's a big deal. If you have heart disease, it's a big deal. But, like, for some reason it feels like that's more of an attack on your body and less of an attack on who you are. But if it's going to affect your memories and, like, the way that you 
regulate your emotions. That's like a, a straight up attack on your personality basically. And, mm-hmm. and your history and all that. I don't know. Like maybe I'm getting a little bit too <laughs> intense with this, but I just found that extremely um, concerning, I guess even more concerning than getting like physically sick, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Um, and there were also, there's also, which I've known about this for a long time, but that there's studies that say that, when you eat a lot of sugar, it it can be really difficult to get off of sh- eating a lot of sugar mm-hmm. because it it aff- it affects your dopamine right in your brain yeah. to the extent that it's almost like like cocaine. Yeah, you have to you have to retrain those neural pathways. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and which is just nuts to me that it can be it can be like a drug. It reminds me of that that part in Kingsman, the second Kingsman, where there's the lady in that she's you know the biggest drug dealer in the world but mm-hmm. she's mad because she can't like be shown as being a successful woman and a because she's got to be at, like under the table with everything <laughs> and one of the things that she talks about is is that you know oh, so what cocaine is really addictive and bad for you so sugar and i remember yeah. thinking that is so it's so accurate she's not wrong <laughs> she's not wrong <laughs> but you know it, it can be as addictive, addictive in that way. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would say as addictive, but you know, yeah. There's all of that, and it, and I love sugar. I've got I've got that vanilla bean custard slice waiting for us in the refrigerator. Yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. You do. <laughs> so good. I love my saturated fat. I, I know love meat. that's true. <laughs> so yeah. I love butter so much. I do too. And brie. And I'm learning to love my butter the most. Yeah. You're becoming a little bit of a snob, Jacob. Yeah, shut (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) That smile was genuine. (laughs) Yay. I'm a butter snob. Hip, hip, hooray. But anyway, all of this to say that like, you know, for a long time, we've thought of saturated fat as being just the bad guy. Right. If you can avoid saturated fat, then you're going to be all right. And I think that what we're learning again, this it should be our catchphrase, is that like, actually, maybe some balance mm-hmm. would do yeah. us well here. You know what I mean? Like saturated fat by itself and in reasonable quantities is not going is not the bad guy that everybody has now 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 <laughs> if all you're eating is big macs yeah <laughs> well that's not balanced yeah, right exactly no. <laughs> so that's that's the thing is that it's it's all about having a little bit of balance and finding a way to eat the things that that you enjoy and that make you happy while also nourishing your body instead of just just working on what makes you what satisfies the craving i don't know about you guys but if you've ever have a have you ever had a craving for something and you think okay i'm gonna eat just a little bit of this and then like five pounds of that thing later yeah you're so (laughs) full and all you think about is i should not have eaten that much of that stuff i'm never gonna do something like that again it's i just feel so miserable and then it wears off like three or four hours later and you're like on to the next craving, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's me. Yeah. That, that did, I think the worst case of me ever eating that much and knowing that what I was doing was like one of our finals when Kendra and I were still at our college mm-hmm. and we had uh, Israeli food for our final and I ate, I piled up a plate that legit was like three inches tall and I ate it. And then I made another one, <laughs> like perfectly replicated that plate and ate it. And then my third plate was everyone else's leftovers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and then I ate it. And then, wait, and then I went to the cafeteria to get water before going back to my room. And I walked in and uh, some friends of mine had bought a chocolate fountain. And he, they went, <gasps> Jake, we put too much chocolate in. Come help us eat this. And I went, oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> and I went and I ate like six or seven things. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Dipped in chocolate. And I went to bed and I don't think I woke up until the next evening. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some things are worth your life. <laughs> Israeli food in a chocolate fountain? <laughs> Apparently in the moment, that was worth my life. <laughs> and I've never eaten that much since. <laughs> that is outrageous. Yeah. That's 
outrageous. Well, but it was worth it. My point being that, like, even when you quote unquote satisfy a craving for food, mm-hmm. it's a very temporal, temporal, yeah. temporary <laughs> satisfaction. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just until you get hungry again. And so I think that learning to, okay, one, learning to be able to say, you know, I'm going to, I know I, it's not like this is the last chance I'm going to get to eat this thing that I like, but I've had a very decadent week and I really need to reel it in for a little while. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a healthy way to practice balance in your life is, yeah. is to know that you've indulged and you've enjoyed it and everything, but now you need to focus on nourishing your body and <laughs> getting right in that way. You know, I don't, yeah. I, I hate, I hate the idea of making people bad, feel bad for like wanting a birthday cake, you know what I mean? Or like going out to a nice restaurant and having cheesecake or homemaking something special for your family. I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with having treats and, and all of that. There's something wrong if you just never eat anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's just treat after treat after treat and nothing that actually nourishes your body. Yeah. And, you know, I've... I've Stuff that just provides an ephemeral satisfaction. Exactly, exactly. More like even a psychological satisfaction than anything. When you think about eating things that are really high in sugar and that just do make you feel... I remember one time being just, like, dead with allergies. Like, totally dead. Mm -hmm. So, so sick with allergies. And having to go to work. And I, I worked at Starbucks at the time. And I was like all high on every allergy medicine known to man. I'm sure I had a science, science infection, (laughs) a sinus infection. Man, I'm on a roll with these today. (laughs) I didn't think there was any kind of infection other than a science infection. (laughs) A sinus infection. I'm sure I looked dang scary. And I remember it was my job to like get rid of all of the old pastries at the end of the night. And I took a bite out of every single one of those pastries. And I swear that, like, after each bite, for, like, a few seconds, I could breathe. And I just felt, I felt better, you know. And I remember mentioning it to one of my fellow baristas. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, the sugar gives you that, like, little rush of dopamine. And for a minute, like, it doesn't matter how bad you feel. You feel a little better because of that sugar rush, you know. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And so I really do feel like, you know, it, it can be a psychological, it can be a physical fix, and it can f- make you feel better. But in the long run, it really is just your brain that feels better. Yeah. Not that your brain isn't important, but it's really just the impression of feeling better. Over the long term, your body is going to feel worse and worse and worse yeah. if all you eat are the wrong things. Yeah. Or just really high qu- quantities of things that are meant to be it. it. In low quantities. (laughs) Do you remember that one friend of yours or acquaintance or something that you said was on a um, diet and his diet was Lucky Charms and pastries or something like that? Do you remember that? May not have been Lucky Charms. That's not a diet. That's a death wish. (laughs) It might have been like It was probably a barista that I worked with. I remember you saying that he was like, I'm on a diet. Here's what I'm eating. And it was like Fruit Loops. Or something, yeah, and it pastries, and he lost weight. And you, <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar. You know what? I actually recently ran across a YouTuber that was doing something similar, and all he was eating was potatoes, and he w- he lost like ten pounds. Oh and I think that what it comes down to is that like your body just can't function with that narrow of a yeah. vitamin margin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're just not getting all of your micronutrients even if you're hitting your macronutrients Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't know that a potato you could hit your macronutrients i mean obviously carbohydrates but i don't know and he wasn't eating it's not like a potato with sour cream and butter you know i don't know that there's that much fat at all and i don't think that there's very much protein i mean there's some that's straight starch it makes me think of matt damon dipping his potato in crushed vicodin oh my gosh (laughs) in that movie there's no one here to stop me. Yeah. But I think that that comes from like losing weight on an on a man. There's something it's called something dieting like that mm-hmm. where you just eat one thing. Yeah. Um. It's called something I can't think of what it is, but it's it just it, comes it from being malnourished. I think. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw a TikTok last night that said that a juice cleanse is just a fa- is just an excuse to drink your fruit instead of eating it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, there, I wish I had saved it. It was a TikTok that talked about all the different kinds of diets and how they're not actually helpful to you. Right. And my favorite one was the first one she said. She was a dietitian. Mm-hmm. She was like, keto was invented for epileptic children. It was. And then moved on. <laughs> that's actually what keto was in, like. And that makes, that's just interesting to me because right now in where we live, in our particular friend circle, keto is. A big deal. The crap. Yeah. <laughs> to everybody. And it's like, you're not an epileptic child. And I learned that last night. Well, and I well, also. Not that it's not necessarily working for some people, but I just mean, it made me think. And I was like, I've never trusted diets. I would also say that most people that. Pra- you know. I would say that most people that say that they're on a keto diet Mm -hmm. are not actually on a true ketogenic diet. They're Mm -hmm. not actually eating, you know, whatever it is, 100 milligrams of carbohydrate or less every day. I think it's supposed to be 50 or 50 or less on a true ketogenic diet. I'm not, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure, but it's a very, very, very small amount. And if you're eating any fruit, like if you're eating vegetables, you're probably still going to at least get close to that. So I would say that most people that say that they're on a keto diet probably aren't in true mm-hmm. um, ketosis. ketosis. I think so. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I know that like certain populations do really well on, um, on that diet, mm-hmm. on keto. Because, you know, I think that uh, diabetic people do really well. And then for whatever reason... Children who have epilepsy can do like when when other things have been exhausted. A lot of times they'll put them on the mm-hmm. keto diet and they do really well with that. But I I just think that most people that say that they're keto are really just eliminating refined sugar and refined carbohydrates. So no bread, pasta, or like sweets. Yeah, basically. And that's fine. and that is a way of controlling your calorie intake. Mm-hmm. I think most diets no. Everybody picks the diet that seems the most achievable for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's easier for you to give up a cheesecake than it is for you to give up bacon, you're probably going to go keto or you're going to go paleo or yeah. or or whatever. But mm-hmm. if it's easier for you to give up steak than it is for you to, like, you know, I follow somebody on Instagram. She's, she's actually vegan. Mm-hmm. And I really like her. I, I'm not vegan, but I, I really like her because she has some really creative vegetable dishes. And I feel like a lot of times people are really creative with like the meat dish. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and have some green beans with this or some mashed potatoes or whatever. People aren't typically extremely creative with their vegetable dishes. Mm-hmm. And so I really like her. That's why I like ratatouille so much. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and the same thing with her. I really I appreciate her cre- creativity with vegetables. But she lost... She lost 70 pounds going on a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet because it was easier for her Mm -hmm. to give up fat than it was for her to give up, like, potatoes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and didn't didn't we talk about how you were watching... What prob- I, probably the Zac Efron show, mm-hmm. and about they were talking about the Blue Zone yeah. in Italy, where that's what they did. They ate uh, low fat, high carb yeah. diets, and there's the just all of these <laughs> old people who are perfectly fine. Well, <laughs> yeah. and something that I and really ripe, yeah. a very ripe old age. It fits right, right. their lifestyle. Well, something yeah. that yeah. I really related to with her is that she said that she's a volume eater. Like mm. she needs a lot of food to feel full and satiated and happy. And I'm the same way. I like to eat so, so, so much. Mm -hmm. And I like to, I like the feeling. Some people are like, oh, I can stop when I'm 65% full. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need to be like 110. It's not, well, yeah. And for me, it's not just that. I forget to stop. Yeah, I understand that. And (laughs) so what she was saying is that because carbohydrates are so much less calorie dense than fat is, Mm -hmm. there's four calories in um, per gram in protein and in carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And in fat, there's nine So if you eat a table, you can eat a pound of vegetables for every tablespoon of oil that you can consume Mm -hmm. in terms of calories. And so she was like, it was just practical for me because I got to eat pounds and pounds of food and stay in a, in a, a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. 
rather than having to like really calorie count. She said whenever she starts to creep back up, if she does ever start to creep back up or if she needs to lose a couple of pounds, she always, um, she doesn't ever calorie count. She eats until she's satisfied. But what she does is whatever she's going to eat, pasta or potatoes, whatever starch she's going to eat, she put, fills up half of her plate with that. And then the other half she fills up with just like water-based vegetables. So like your green beans and broccoli and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that's what she does. And it just helps her with portion control and it helps her like feel full. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times she can't even finish it because like a pound of plant-based carbohydrate and a pound of vegetables is, that's a lot of food, yeah. you know? Um, so anyway, I just, I feel like everybody picks the thing. And for me, I could never go on a diet like that because I do, I do like my sweets mm -hmm. and I, I can't, I can't do keto because I spend all of my time obsessing over the sweets that I cannot have. You know what I yeah. mean? But so I, I end up just having to like monitor myself mm -hmm. closely to make sure that I'm not going overboard and, um, you know, just make room in my diet, if I, in my diet. And I don't mean my diet like, uh, like, you know, I'm going to restrict myself so heavily that, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, my diet, like uh, when I go on a diet, I don't change what I eat. I change maybe the distributions of what I eat, like mm -hmm. in terms of like, I think that I tend to, when I'm not monitoring what I eat, I tend to eat a lot more meat and a lot of cheese and a lot of like really calorie dense foods. And I just don't realize that I, I've switched over to eat a lot of those and not very many like very um, nutrient dense things. Mm -hmm. And so when I say diet, I know we've been here for a while. When I say diet, I mean um, that I'm looking at my diet, at what I already eat yeah. and just figure out what I need to tweak in order for it to be a more healthful yeah. way of eating. Yeah. And um, so every once in a while you do have to get back and just like crank the steering wheel around to point yourself in the right direction. And you know that you're going in the right direction if you start feeling better and you and your body drops the weight that you've been carrying around. You know, yeah. it, it happens from, I know it's not easy for everybody, but for me, and it's not easy for me, like the mental, um, composure that it takes to say no to the fifth cookie <laughs> is very difficult for me. But when I like stay, when I actually like focus on my health instead of just what I want, mm -hmm. all of the feeling better and weight loss and all of that stuff happens relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm left at the, you know, for example, for example, you know, after Rylan, I was like, cool, my last baby, like I'm going to try and start feeling better because now I've got two babies and I'm tired all the time and mm -hmm. my clothes don't fit right. And I'm always blah, 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 you know, all the stuff. And so I started monitoring what I was eating mm -hmm. and I was thinking, okay, it's going to take, I started in like October or something. And I was like, I'm going to be losing weight through the holidays and it's going to be terrible. And I hate this. I'm going to have to say no to the cranberry fluff and apple pie and all of that stuff. And she didn't do that. I did not do that. And <laughs> I did. I also did not like, I didn't, I never at any point did I go down to eating like 1200 calories a day mm -hmm. because I'm still breastfeeding. I can't, I can't like, cut my calories yeah. all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. So, um, I still ate some, somewhere between like, I don't know, like 18 and 2200 calories a day, I think is what I was eating, but I was eating a lot, a lot more vegetables. And that's when I discovered oilless cooking. And I, I realized that I had been glugging, glugging in oil into everything that I was cooking when mm -hmm. I could have been using a teaspoon or less of oil. And Stephen, without, with no other changes other than me changing the way that I cook with oil, he lost five pounds, <laughs> like no other changes whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And in like two and a half months, I lost like 20 pounds. And I mean, and I feel better. I feel like I've got so much more energy and I 
I have less of the brain fog, although there is still some of that because my babies don't like to sleep. Um, but I feel, I feel like I have a lot of energy and, um, and I just feel better about everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just think that when you are treating your body well, your body treats you well, yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. No, And that, that makes a lot of sense. And that goes back to everything we've talked about with the microbiome and everything like that. You treat it nice and it, it's like, hey, I will do my job and yes. you will be able to do yours because I'm doing mine. Yes. And all of that, like, you know, we were talking also about how your microbiome yeah. and like whether or not you exercise, whether or not you actually use your body, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that was factored in, had, was factored in and had an impact on those studies that we're talking about Mm-hmm. how different people um, process sugar differently based on their genetic composition and whether or not their microbiome was intact and yeah. whether or not they exercise and all these other things. So in other words, it's not just like there is no formula. There, yeah. There's no formula that says, okay, if you eat this many grams of saturated fat and this many grams of polyunsaturated fat and this much sugar or less than this much sugar. There's no magic formula. We can make broad generalizations that say to eat less sugar or eat very minimal amounts of sugar. And we can say that definitely vegetables are very dense in nutrients, whereas other things are less dense in nutrients. And so definitely eat more vegetables. We can say that, but I don't think that there's necessarily a magic number that will work for every single human being out there to keep them at optimal, like fitness and health and blah, blah, blah. I think that like, we really do have to be responsible for our own health. And some of that does mean going going to the doctor and getting blood tests and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But some of it is also just like, how do you feel, man? Like, did you eat 10 pounds of cheese and then want to die? Maybe next time don't eat 10 pounds of cheese, you know, <laughs> maybe like <eat> two pounds, <laughs> yeah, right. Or yeah. like, or maybe even a little less, but yeah. you know, like, do you want to have like a dessert every night? Okay. Make it like a small dessert and or make it out of fruit or make it out of fruit (laughs) exactly like for my mom's birthday we made her a cake out of watermelon and she was so thrilled and it had Mm. like the desserty part of it was that we made some homemade whipped cream and and ate it with a little bit of whipped cream and it was delightful and Mm. i feel like that is very overlooked that you can make like healthful desserts Mm -hmm. also you can eat sweet things and enjoy like it doesn't have to be like all you're eating are like bran crackers yeah you know but healthy things can taste delicious. They can. That's my favorite thing about the chicken noodle soup that I make. <laughs> because that chicken stock, man. It's so good. In every way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. And it has all of the lovely little things. Speaking of lovely little things, I was going to tell you that I've started, when I think about my microbiome since starting this podcast, my brain translates microbiome to my little buggy friends. Oh. <laughs> well, they it, are. Because I've started Your thinking about friends. them more. <laughs> The buggies in your tummy. The buggies in my tummy. <laughs> Everything I only have one. I only have one. I've only got You're one. not a cow. Yeah. So that's good. You have a buggy in your tummy? I've been called a heifer. I mean, maybe. <laughs> that one little buggy is like, <laughs> I'm so lonely. He's doing better. He's doing He's much better. <laughs> but it'd be nice to have a friend. Yeah. yeah. He, he, has a, he has a little more color in his face, you know, than he used to. <laughs> He's fine. Well, good. Yes. All right. Oh, hey, yeah. perfect I know. timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> well, good. All right. Well, that was good. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was a whole conversation. Yeah. And I appreciate that after all these conversations, it comes back around to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, here's the information. Take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. If um, you feel like everything sucks, <laughs> maybe change something. Yeah. And also, like, look into this stuff yourself like I I would love it if we were just like a good launching point you know where you're like huh that's interesting I have never thought about that I'd I should maybe learn a little bit more about this because I am definitely not the end all like be all know it all (laughs) I might sound like it sometimes but (laughs) But, we're not telling you how to live we're telling you how to think right exactly well and not even that we're telling you to like to think, yeah. Telling Th- you to think. think about this, please. <laughs> yeah, think about this because it's important and worthy of being thought about. And I think that, like, I know I grew up not thinking about this, and it wasn't until I was put in a situation where all the people around me were thinking about this that mm-hmm. I was like, mm, maybe I should think about this. <laughs> and 
So I just, I just think that we need to, I would love to be a launching off point where maybe before you had never really thought about the composition of your diet and how you could even improve it. You just, you eat what you eat and that's what you eat and that's fine. But maybe you'd never thought about how that plays into how you feel or how you're, whether or not you have a good day or if you can't remember crap, you know what I mean? Like all of these things playing together. So I just really would like to be a launching off point where you kind of go, huh, that's interesting. I would like to know more and, and start looking into that. Well, we hope we're doing that for you guys. Yeah. Jump over there on Instagram at, at TrickbirdsNTWK and comment on the posts that we're doing for each episode and be a part of this conversation. Are we doing them for each episode? Or for the ones that we haven't done for each for, episode. Well, then, the then just do it for the ones that are there. <laughs> because it's fine. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we would love to talk to you guys. and We'd love for you guys to be a part of this conversation. I guarantee if you guys talk to us on Instagram that we'll be on Instagram more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because it's so much more fun when somebody else is going to be like there yeah. saying stuff back yeah. at you. We Sometimes are not pretentious people who just look at comments on Instagram and go, cool, we got comments. No, we're going to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it feels on Instagram. It kind of feels like the Grinch whenever he talks to himself in his big cave. Oh yeah. Hello. 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 Yeah. And, uh, we would like for it to be a little different than yeah. that. So just saying, I'm just saying. So jump over to Instagram, follow us, leave a comment, leave us a rating on whatever platform it is that you happen to be listening to this podcast. There are many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you if you like and rate us on whatever that is, that'll make the algorithm like us more. Yeah. We live to please happy. the algorithm gods. Yeah. Also, what can also help the algorithm gods shine their favor down upon us is if you shared this podcast with somebody you think would benefit from it or would just enjoy listening to three dorks talk about healthy stuff speak for yourself (laughs) well thank you guys and we'll see or talk to you we will talk to you you will hear us you will hear us you will hear us later (laughs) (laughs) unless you talked in to us on instagram and then we'll hear you (laughs) thank you okay bye 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 bye